0: Thanks for coming on, man.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on, honestly.
0: Yeah, pleasure. 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 Yeah. So, very beginning, because we're all about the practical here. Of course. So, how did you get started? The way Love Luxury started was in COVID. So, we had time.
2: Interesting.
0: Um, I had
1: shops that were buying and selling all types of things. It was like porn broker stuff. Yeah. Because we don't do porn broken because of my religious belief. We don't don't do interest-based business. Okay. Okay. Of course. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, due to um, like Islamic belief, I've been I've been learning about that recently actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, so, yeah. So then we had to close up the businesses throughout COVID because of the government. They were like, you can't open up. Mm. Um, but then there was a board. I mean, it was like a thin line between helping people who need money. So they let you sort of open up, but not really open up because people needed money. So yeah, we right. needed your so so we were needed in COVID. But then there was a borderline, you know, like some police would go, oh, you know, you can or you can't, or you've got to speak to yeah. the local council. And they were like, you know what, we'll turn, I turned my stores into charity shops. Wow. Okay. So then I took all the stock away. Um, I was handing one store. My wife was in one of my other stores and we just turned it into like, s- just giving away for free um, toilet paper. So I went okay. to Bookers Cash and Carry. I made an account with them. I went in, bought loads of like, you know, you can't buy loads. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm giving it away. Yeah, I'm not yeah, storing it. Yeah, it's just to give to wow. people who are struggling because I, find, you know, I found part of like my belief system is that we feel like we're blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm blessed, yeah? In a way where you've, if you've got food, you know, you know, we need the minimal to live. Mm-hmm. You don't need loads to live. You need the food, you need your shelter, you need your family, you need love. Mm-hmm. And that is it, it's not a lot. That's not a lot. So then I realized that we were, we, you know, we were blessed above and beyond that, and it was time for us to help others, and that was opportunity for us to sort of give back. Mm-hmm. So it's then, almost like
0: zakat in a way. It's a part. It's like religious. Zakat, zakat, massive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, zakat is compulsory. So I should probably say, do you want, do you want to explain what zakat is? Just, we yeah.
1: uh, you know we uh, being uh, Muslim, we have to give a certain percentage of our wealth away to people, you know, who are in need, and it's part of our religion. So you know, um, you know, every day I sort of wake up and I talk about charity. It's something that I feel as if though I have to do and I was made for. Um, you know, I always put it um, against like having, a th- you know, like a thousand bananas on the table. They're mm. going to rot. I can't eat them all. Mm. L- you know, let's feast together. Yeah. You know, it's it's not fair. You can't take it to the grave with you. You can't take mm. it all with you. You know, you know, I provide for my family and for m- many other families as well as I have big ambitions um, to sort of help out a lot of people. Mm. And that's my ultimate goal. Mm. Um, but... In regard, you know that now we go back to um the business of when we were giving and at that time the police came to my stores and said you can't even be giving this away give it to the food banks who give it away and and for me it was like but i want to give it away like i want to give it to someone and sort of give one roll a bit of rice a bit of pasta you know the sauce um and maybe you know maybe money to some people that i felt really needed it and then I'd say come back tomorrow and come again and again and again. And then by the end of the week we sort of ran out. And then we went back again. And the police were like, you can't do this, mm. yeah. As in, you know, you know, you're not a, um, a registered charity. Um, but, but then you know, I don't like a vote online. And people were like, yeah, just give it to the, you know, um, the food banks, right? Yeah. And, and sort of go through that way. It's
2: just not the same, there, is it? It's not the same. Yeah, yeah you want to be there. I wanted out, to yeah. be the, yeah, you know,
1: like, you know, at the front line. <laughs> um, we ended up having to close because. We sort of like were fifty-fifty. Some people were like, yeah, great, you know, you guys are amazing, and other people were like, oh my god, you know, like, you know, you, you know, you're doing the wrong thing. And it's like, all right, no problem. So, so me and my wife decided we'd just go home and just chill because everyone was relaxing. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't work, we couldn't give away free things to people, um, and I went home to Knightsbridge, and I just started working from home, and. I started dealing with people that I, that, that, that I was dealing with on the high end side. Mm. So they would come to my house and drop it off at the door because you couldn't come in. Uh, so uh, so okay. it'd, it'd be like a, a postal service. So, mm. you know, there you go. And then I'll take it at the door and say, thank you so much, I'll call you. But then the pieces that were taken in were, like Richard Mille watches that were 100, 200,000 pounds. Wow. And that were like big pieces. Um, and that's how I was doing my business was it's like really strong high-end watches.
0: Okay, so but you,
2: but you, sorry, I was just gonna say, like you, you were um, you were saying you were doing this sort of work before you started Love Luxury. Can you just give us a bit of a premise as to sort of how you got into this this world prior to, to COVID and what actually, what steps you took to sort of get it started? So pre-COVID,
1: I was, uh, I think I was around 25. I mean, this was like years ago.
2: Yeah, it was like, I'm like 36.
1: Not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not that long ago, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I was sort of stuck in between what to do. I was doing e-commerce. I had the beauty clinics. Um, I was running like CNC and like plastic items throughout China into the UK. And I was and I felt very successful buying and selling a lot and sort of um, distributing it throughout the UK mainland. And I was sitting with my father. And my father said to me, "What are you can do now, as in you know, the money's coming in because with e-com, you source, you find your supplier, you put it online, and it's just really." you know, changing the listing from zero to, I've got a thousand in stock because mm. it, it hits the country. FLB comes to my warehouse, my, you know, my father's warehouse, where I had a partnership with him, my father's company, and it lands. He's got so much stuff. So it's all done for me. I, I didn't feel like I was working anymore. Mm. I was making money, but I wasn't working for the money. So, I, you know, I was like, oh, I've got money. Well, don't really know what to do now. And I was watching a program. Or well, My father watched a program and then I was watching that same program I've seen on TV called Prestige Pawnbrokers. Brokers.
2: Yeah, 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 we yeah. had James Constantine. Yeah, James. I yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, and my father said, "You'd be good at that, son." Yeah, you'd be good at that. As in, that's something that you'd be good at. So I was like,
3: do you "Why?" Think why, so? why do
1: you think he said that? But, uh, I mean, I mean, he sort of, he knows me. You know, he knows he well enough to know that he thought I'd be a good negotiator. I'd be good at brokering deals. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, like he sold a helicopter, and you know, like he sold a Ferrari, and he bought a, like a hundred grand diamond, et cetera. And I was like, "Yeah, it's a bit of me. As in, it's fun. Mm-hmm. it would be a fun thing to do." So when I started the businesses, it was called We Buy for Cash. And, but the business wasn't what I thought it'd be. It was, it wasn't it was hard. It was easy because I felt I was good at the job, but it was like more low end stuff. Just like I was gonna say we buy for cash sounds like the cash converter. Yeah, exactly. And it was very similar to cash converter, but I enjoyed buying the Rolexes and I enjoyed buying the expensive items like the Hermes and the Chanel. And I had like like a section in the store and people would walk in and go, you got a laptop for 300 quid, but you got an Hermes bag for 15 grand. Mm. Like it just didn't it didn't match up. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. then I enjoyed the the you know like the Rolex at the time, the Omegas, the the Cartiers. It wasn't Richard Mill. It wasn't Patek Philippe. It wasn't an AP because they're really uh, you know these are like over forty fifty thousand. And these type of stores you don't really get that clientele through the door because mm. it's just you know you don't get that clientele walk in and go I want to spend um, fifty grand on a watch in like in a broker's business ca- in a cash converter. Yeah, okay, in a cash converter. Where,
2: where was this business based? That was in Hackney. In Hackney.
1: Okay. Yeah, in E eight, Um and then. I ended up opening another store on Roman Road, and then I started opening up stores around London and giving them out to
0: people that I, that I trained up right. to work within the business to understand how to make it work quite well. How did you even get the, the skills to know how to value that? Because I think a lot of people would be like, oh, I think I'd be good at that in terms of negotiating and everything, but I have no idea how to value a gold bracelet that comes in. So I, I hired someone that was working for a cash
1: converter and he trained me. So he had a lot. You of hired him, and he, I hired him. You hired him, and he trained you. Yeah, I mean, he he like indirectly trained me. Yeah, because he came in and said, "Oh, we do it like this." You know, you're doing it wrong. So I said, like, "Oh, what have I got to do?" And he goes, "No, you put this in the front window, and then you put these type of signs up, and this is what the clients want." And then gold would come in, and he'd look at the gold, and and he go, "Yeah, it's 18 karat. Then he weigh it on yeah on a scale, and he gave a price. I'm like, "How'd you do that?" He goes, "Oh, I go here, I check the price, I could scrap it there, I could do this, I could do that," and I was like, oh, "That was easy." Mm. But but then within like a week you yeah, sort of you know and then you sort of learn how to test the gold he goes oh, I've got an asset I do this I said what, you know like what do you look out for he goes oh if it goes green it's fake I'll, oh yeah you know if it stays yellow okay. it means hiding 18 karat gold and then I sort I bought the acid and then I bought the gold tester and then I bought the scales so then I was ready for, to buy gold mm. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay I'm yeah, right. yeah and then like, with a the mobile phone he you know he, you know, he says you got to make sure it doesn't get blocked you know yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. it's open to all networks he puts all the sim cards in and it's open to all networks he goes yeah this is good you can buy it from them it won't have a problem with selling it and then someone come back and then like with a laptop and then with DVD player, make sure that it covers all DVDs. As yeah, opposed yeah, to just yeah, UK yeah, DVDs, yeah. Yeah. Okay. you know, because some people want to buy DVDs from abroad. Mm. And you know, you've got to make sure that it's working TV. Mean, I mean,
2: yeah, no, I thought agree. That. So where did you get your initial stock from then? People walking in. Okay. Yeah, the, I mean, initially I put my clothes in the store. Just to fill up space. Just basically. fill up space yeah, because, yeah, because yeah. I had right.
1: space. So I'd put my shoes, my top, like I had a Versace top, you know, I put in the window that's like 400 quid. Yeah. yeah. You know, I put like
0: Louis Vuitton shoes. I didn't want to sell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had no stock, and so and so also. So as you said, so because of Islamic law, obviously you can't charge interest. So was this a thing where they were bringing the items in and you were just basically buying the items from them? That's correct, right? So basically, you come in, you know, you come with the cup. I say I give you five p for the cup.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, and then you see if you know, see for silver ten p. Yeah, yeah, you know, on, yeah, it's on the window. But everyone buys everything, so you can walk in with these microphones. You can walk in with a stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because I can sort of stand on eBay because mm. eBay was a massive part of learning the lower end part of the business because if you go to eBay. And we can put in these microphones, we'll put in Shark, put in the model number, go to sold listings. It tells you what it's sold for. I, I, yeah, so yeah, I used to, yeah. we were talking, yeah, so yeah. I, I, did, I did this for like so. six months. I was yeah.
0: doing this, I got that from Gary V years yeah. ago when he was saying the whole like, uh, go to garage sales thing. Yeah. And so I did that. I would go to I would go to car boot sales on Sunday mornings and I would buy like kids toys and I would see like a kid's toy and I would scan it. Yeah. Find it, it complete listings, yeah. sold listings, see what it's selling for. Minus postage and packaging and like MS fees. Okay, was cool. done, half oh, cent. Exactly. Easy so, that's, so yeah, that's exactly yeah. what
1: I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's exactly the same thing. And with new products, it's easier because you can scan it. Yeah. But with yeah, products yeah, yeah. that don't have packaging, mm. you put the model number in. Yeah. And right, then you yeah, find yeah. sold listings, you check it, and you say,
0: you know, you know I could sell it easily for two grand, like a camera, like an A7S or an A7S, for example. I'm curious to hear your thought, because I found that it got to the point where it just wasn't sustainable because the items were too low ticket. My margins were crazy, but the, but the price was so low. I mean, I would buy like a little Mickey Mouse plush toy and I could buy it for 50p and I'd sell it for five pounds. So the margins are insane. But I'm like, when you take away like postage fees, printing the label, mm-hmm. taking it to the thing, it's obviously hardly any money. And so you, you have to do crazy volume. So how did you make eBay work in terms of like lower end items to make it worth the actual hassle of like doing the labeling, dropping it off, wrapping it. Crazy volume. It. Crazy volume. Yeah. So okay. really
1: pushing out. So I had like two, three people just packing in the back. Right. So, yeah, so, yeah, so something comes in, I just say, list it, get it for sale. Cheaper than everyone else, low to high, you know. It's selling for a thousand pounds. Ten people have it on um, on eBay for thousand. We paid 350, 400 quid for it. Um, listed for nine fifty. Right. Sold okay. first. Okay. Because because you put yours up, you put yours up, and you've had yours up for a week yeah, at yeah. one thousand, one thousand and one. Because you went under him, other nine fifty. I've just yeah. got fifty pound under you because I want to sell it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Somebody messages you. Somebody messages you and says, "Oh, I got two of them. I want two more." Actually, so yeah. Yeah, yeah i'll take both of them from you for 850 each he said you know what, 900 quid is yours done it's already a profit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's in and out that's so true. yeah you paid for it it's gone back in the bank you pay a VAT on that bob's your uncle that's it the money's back in the bank and you can reuse that money again and again and i started doing it with everything so it became like you could buy a camera you could buy microphones you could buy tables you could yeah. buy tvs and my account went from from you know being a small account doing hundreds of thousands Within the first year, wow, so wow, it, okay. it, it's yeah, it's not a lot of money compared to you know other businesses, but it's a lot of money for a little shop. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, to be sniffed yeah. at. Hundreds yeah. of thousands yeah. of a year, yeah, yeah, But yeah. then you're like, but then my ambition was like, no, I you know I need to have a thousand of these shops and yeah, yeah. if I can let people run it and earn fifty grand a shop, I wasn't yeah. looking at 100,000, just fifty grand a shop because I knew it can do 100,000
2: with me there. But I'm not going to be there. So how did you how did you grow it then? Obviously, you said you put your clothes in the store initially just mm. to fill up space and try and draw people some just people like in. in. How did you get the word out? There? How did you get people to actually come through? I think it was just the area. It was like natural footfall. Yeah, natural footfall because I was in E um, eight Kings and Road. You
1: people on the buses would come and see a big red shop because I was, at first I was yellow. Okay. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, Richard Branson red. Literally I was like okay. Richard Branson said red was the colour. Yeah. So I changed the whole colour from yellow to red. And people, are like, oh yeah have you got two shops now? I'm like, no. They're like, but your shop was yellow. It's yeah, red. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, it went red because because I I you know, I read I Googled the best colour for converting. <laughs> yeah, players. yeah, it's like an emotional colour. Yeah, yeah, emotion, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I literally Googled the colour and I was like, I gotta go red and I went red because I was like I've got to do what I've got to do to make the business if it, if it improves it by 20% yeah, yeah. that's 20% and to me that's massive in any business so um, I turned it red and it was word of mouth it built up a customer walks in they have a good experience they come back again mm. yeah they
2: have another good experience there's a lot to be said for that yeah,
1: yeah and then all of a sudden I knew after the first year I start making money oh I actually i didn't know i sort of felt like hopefully i'll start making some money yeah and after a year went by i was sort of like breaking even and like sort of sort of like you know walk away from
0: other bits because i thought i can concentrate on this business and sort of scale it but i've, I've got to learn from ground up what sort of percentage would you say was uh people buying things from walking in the store and being like oh i'll have that mm-hmm. compared to ebay ebay 85 90 percent wow okay. yeah online was it It was all online and i'm guessing you listed everything you had in the store on eBay. everything as well. yeah. even a dvd I had a Godfather DVD on there. The full <laughs> collection. 1699
2: You literally, it's everything. You're selling it like everything and anything. Yeah, yeah. You, you
1: know, you have a camera free for yeah. grand. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, have laptops, two three grand. It's,
0: it wasn't really, really high end. So, you know, I think maximum was like five, six thousand for like a Chanel bag. With, with things like cameras or even if it was with designer, is it a case where, so like, he walks into your shop and he's like, "I've got this camera." You just kind of go behind the till, go on eBay, type in the model, see what it's been sold listings, and then be like, "All right, I'll do it for this price based on that." Exactly. That. So you don't have to be an expert in cameras, bags, and watches. And no, no, but you have to be an expert in shutter count. Expert, because expert in shutter count. Shutter, count. Shutter, count. Shutter, count. shutter count. The cameras
1: have a shutter count. I mean, has has been clicked. Oh, okay. Yeah? So oh. It's, it's it's mileage. So cameras have mileage. Ah, yeah? okay. so, I, so I didn't realize that until. Mileage, week. I didn't realize. Brilliant. we'll check that. Yeah, until you know, you sell a camera for a couple of grand, and the person says, "I want to return it." And you're like why and they're like oh the shutter count's too high and you're like
2: what's a shutter count but you learn going through it as you said right it's just you
1: pick it up as you go so the people when they ask for like you know a a refund i'd always offer a partial refund oh do you want a partial refund yeah they say oh yeah how much i literally would just say i'll give you half the money back because i wouldn't want it back because i've got so much coming in Mm. that you take a loss and you accept it as a percentage of the business so if it's less than you know i'd say it was less than one percent so I was happy to give people refunds, yeah, yeah, and if yeah, it was yeah. like a DVD and they're like, oh, "I don't really want it or scratch whatever," I said, "I'll refund you. Keep it. It's cheaper to keep it than is to send it back, pay the postage, put it up again, and yeah, then send yeah, it." Have yeah, same yeah. problem? I said, "Keep yeah. it. I apologize. Um, you know, full refund and uh, please accept my apology." Yeah. If you were going,
2: mm-hmm. if you were going back to it, what what are some of the lessons that you've learned that someone could actually incorporate if they wanted to start this kind of business? Don't do it. Cool. Next right. <laughs> <Nice no>, question. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just gonna have a chat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the, no, no, but the reason being because I found it really stressful. Because it wasn't, you know, I'm talking about the good part of the business. Making money, you know, like learning, understanding. But the bad part was seeing people struggling. And it it was like profiting from someone struggling is Mm. really difficult. Especially when you're part of, when you're from faith. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. So then like somebody walks in and you see them struggling. And you're like, this is a business. Like you, well, you have to make money. And then they're like, oh, I I know you can sell it for a thousand pounds. Could you give me 950? and you're like, well, if I sell it online, I'm gonna pay the fees, pay the taxes, pay this, pay that. Even if I make a hundred quid, I still gotta give you 600 quid out of it. Mm. Even at a hundred quid profit, you still Mm. gotta pay 600. Because if you calculate it after VAT, after tax, after staff, after rent, after listing, after the headache of messaging back and forth on eBay, 20, 30 messages, having that person deal with that, and the person returns it. You know you have to pay a certain amount of money and you learn that later on. Mm. People go, oh, but look, it's worth that, but you're paying that. It's because you don't understand the process. The back end. It's not easy. Mm. and then somebody walks in and then you and then like somebody walks in and says "Oh, i've got a phone um you know i just need 20 quid and you're like and they really need 20 quid mm. yeah and and it's and it's, and then you sort of like you know they come out the next day and go, i want my phone back and i've got my really. daughter's pictures on it my wife's pictures in it right. and you're like and then you just give it back because it came to a point where I was yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. take it. But then they'll come back with it again, and you're like,
0: yeah. really? Yeah, uh, you're like, okay.
1: I can't do it. And they're like, oh, please, 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 please. And they're begging you, and they're begging you, and you're like, just take a tenner. But then you become a charity shop.
0: Yeah, mm. true.
1: Because then I started giving out money to people, and people would rely on me to give their money. Because I was making enough money, I was like, all right, I'll give part of it ch- as charity. But it wasn't charity. I felt like I was just doing a disservice to them.
3: Mm.
1: And then if I did tr- help them, I felt like I wasn't. It wasn't right because I'm helping them and they're going around in a circle. And I had another store, and my wife was, um, you know, I asked my wife, you you know, we were in the beauty business. So we used to do beauty business like um, lip liner, eyeliner, and breeding uh, Botox fillers, um, teeth whitening. You um, offer those as you, services? You, yeah, I used to have a clinic in Central London at ah, the same time. Wow. Wait, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. so hang on. You had, a,
0: <laughs> so you had a clinic, but you were also selling, you were doing e-com at the same time. Yeah, so, so
1: no, I had an e-com, which is an e-com platform of buying and selling from China, CNC okay. price items. And then I had the treatment clinics from younger, from when I was like 22 years old. And okay. then at the same time that was running, and then I thought, let me start the buying and selling business. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, let me expand that. My wife was also doing beauty and we had people working for us. So it was, it was, it was making its
0: money. Do you have any advice for um, working with a partner? Because I, I think we've, we've touched on this with previous wow. guests before. Yeah. And I think people have different philosophies, but I'm really curious to know, because that's something that I think a lot of people probably like the idea of, but they think, the first thought, I guess, is, oh, you know, you're with each other all the time. And, you know, how do you get any space? How do you how do you turn the work out off and go to personal? Do you have any tips for working with a partner? Yeah. So, I mean, there's two types of partners. You have a partner that you're married to. You have
1: a partner that you might be going out with. And you have a business partner that could be a friend of yours. So we could touch on, like, free, you know, like, mm. I've had business partners who have been my friend. Yeah. I've had investors that I've worked with. And I've also worked with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I- and previous I'm not I can't mention any like anything else sure. because of my religious beliefs I don't like talking about sure. anything but in regards to friends I don't think it works at all Interesting why yeah. Because with me with the way I mean where I grew up my ambition was different to my friends So I'm looking at like taking over the the galaxy the yeah, universe yeah. and my friend is like <laughs> We've got something to say on that yeah. but that's cool yeah, yeah 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 And then my friends like oh yeah but you know you know you know let's take over um, this road I'm like this road's not big enough yeah, yeah, So yeah. basically I'm yeah, I'm like in a, you know, I'm like in a Bugatti in my head, and then I feel like he's in a, a Nissan Micra, but he loves his Nissan, and I love yeah, his yeah, Nissan too. Yeah. But he's laying in my lane. I'm, I'm putting my foot down. Yeah, I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm like, come let's go there. You know, I'll carry all of us. But then it comes to the point where I feel like I'm carrying everybody, mm. and that to me hurts because I'm like, I'm putting in all of this effort, and I feel like not in a bad way. The effort's not enough. Mm. So if you're investing and I'm, and I'm investing and I'm putting in this much effort, I'm carrying you.
2: I might as well invest it all and do it myself. So do you think it doesn't work with friends purely because you couldn't find a friend that had the same level of ambition as you Yes.
1: And also if they did, I'd probably be worried. Like, oh my God, like, you know, like, you know, are we going to become... Rivals. Rivals. Very quickly because, because, you know, like, we are both very ambitious and extremely ambitious. So, you know, it could work with maybe someone investing in you as a person, but I didn't need the investment, that was my problem. Mm. I really wanted someone to work with and take half my load. And then, you know, I'm working with like two of two of me's and and instead of making hundred million, we're making two hundred million or three hundred million, I'm making extra fifty million by having him. Yeah. Not right. I'm flatlining. You
0: know, we're gonna make three times that amount by having you on board. I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stand back on the other side of the fence on this because we're the exact opposite. Okay. Because we're best friends. And the workload is we, we had this conversation this morning. We literally did. The workload is so perfectly distributed mm. and everything is so like down the line and the trust as well probably as i imagine you have with your wife yeah. the same thing it's just immeasurable it's, it's invaluable as well so working with your wife yes yeah, so-, so you were saying you said about the ambition but i mean more in terms of like the day to day of like you're running a business with your wife what's the dynamic like in terms of time together time apart rules boundaries that kind of stuff it's really hard
1: because because i'm 24/7 business and my wife says baby you don't turn off and the thing is I just feel as if though, I just don't want no one to stop me. Like I said, babe, please just let me, let me, let me just die doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it's something that I feel as if though I have to do. And I really want to be able to um, achieve everyone's goals, not just my own, because mm-hmm. I, th- I feel as if though I'm good. Like, I can, like if, yeah. if, if I didn't have a wife or my kids, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm good. Mm. like i've got everything i want in my life to be honest with you i'm not i've got no stress whatsoever but it's not my goal it's not my ambition this beat is more than that mm. so i need her you know and you know i need her to understand but working together in businesses going home together not not like sort of um, shutting down um, at the beginning, for the first two, three, four years, I think it was really difficult for my wife because she just didn't understand. She's like, you just don't shut off. You're, you know, you're talking business, talking money, talking this, doing that, this, 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 always business. That sounds you know, like me. Yeah, yeah, like you're going out to eat is business. You know, it's money. It's this venture. you thought about that. I've thought about this. You're, you know, nighttime, I'm there working mm. on Fiverr. Oh, how can I get this editor? I can do this. I can do that. I'm spending 20, 30 grand a month on wasting money on yeah. like people trying. And she's like, babe, bro. Like, what happened? I'm like, no, 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 it's good. I've learned loads. And she goes, what'd you learn? I said, I've learned not to use Fiverr ever again. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough lesson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
1: But you know, yeah. but you know, it's it's my lessons. Mm. You know, and I, you know, I paid like I used to pay three, four people to do the same job to see who does the best, and all that yeah, crap. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. I learned okay, don't use those three, four people anymore. That's that's so- testament to your relationship, though.
2: Honestly, yeah. if if, you, if she can see you for who you are and still think right, okay, it's it's this is the person I want to be with and mm. and actually dedicate time to. That's that's a real testament, especially if you're going at a million miles now.
1: But then what happened was. After three, four, five years of being with me every single day, she turned into me.
2: Like meaning mm. turned
1: into that person that works hard. She caught the she caught she the caught uh, infection. The ambition. Yeah, an
0: infection. Yeah, yeah
1: it's because what would happened was I'd work till about twelve now instead of two o'clock. I would work till twelve because I was like getting tired. I was just work overworking, and then she'd be awake one o'clock. I'd be like, babe, what are you doing? Oh, I'm working. I'd be like, oh damn, it sounds like me, (laughs) yeah. And then I'll be like, babe, just put your phone down. Like, learn to shut down. She's like, look who's talking. Yeah, yeah, Yeah? and then she used it against me. And I'm like, oh, damn, is that how I was? And the thing is, she couldn't shut off. And then I realized that then what I wanted, then she started wanting something, like she wanted something as well. So my ambition went on to her. And And then now she has that grind. But I still have to sort of we have to work together, you know. I, you know, because I'm still super ambitious. I've become more ambitious, and she's she's up, you know, she's sort of upscaled in her ambition. I'm still pushing it. Oh, baby, this got to get done. That's what get done. This got to get done even
0: now. Um, we're, we're we're quite far into the interview, and I realise we haven't actually touched on the main thing. Okay. Which is what we really want to drill into, which is obviously love luxury. Of course, yeah. So very successful business. Thank you. So you're doing the cash converter. Yeah. How do you then pivot to love luxury? COVID. COVID okay. shut down all the businesses. So you flog off all your stuff? Yeah, no, I, st- I, still, got I, still, got, I still got
1: it. You still got the cashmere? No, cash? no, I mean, okay. I still got the stock. Oh yeah. Ah, fine. Okay. I said, flog off all the stuff. I said like, um, we closed the shops down. Yeah. yeah. I sold some of them. Okay. Um, the main, like the main flagship store, my father owns the building. Okay. so okay. he just basically was like son what'd you do with it and I was like oh, i got like 200 grand of stock just sitting inside yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just let me just leave it in there I left it left for two years and I just gave it away I literally was like okay. I can't be bothered with it as in yeah. like I don't have time to sell it I'm making I'm yeah. I'm doing, I'm making money I don't have time for that and, and my father was like what'd you do with it I'm like could you get someone else get one of your little boys to go on eBay sell it all you know if you get 200 grand of it, just give me like 33% of the money, you guys keep the rest, give it to the staff, let them run it. So he's basically, he said he can't do it, he ain't got time for that, because he's way above beyond that. Yeah. You know, he's a property guy, have been doing it for years, buying loads. Um. So i got someone else involved just selling it and they're keeping like okay. most of the money yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and they pay me whenever, I'm not really bothered about it whatsoever. And then I moved on to Love Luxury and really started focusing on high-end watches um, and just buying and selling like Hermes
2: So this is the door, the kind of the door, like house sales that you're doing. Yeah, so
1: so so the contacts that I made throughout the other industries, I sort of put them together, you know, called everyone and said, I'm now just dealing with just this.
0: But in those industries, because you're dealing with low-end offers, you're dealing with low-end clients. So how do you find, you know, from a cash converter in Dalston, you know, doing cameras and things like that, how do you find those high-end clients that are now being like, oh, I've got a hundred grand wash I want you to deal in? So about
1: seven, eight years ago, I was on eBay and I had some like handbags up for sale. Um, and somebody contacted me and she came in and she's a reseller uh, in a different country. And she was like, yeah, like, can I see these bags? And she, and she's looking at me, she's like, me, sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who she was, but she was one of the biggest resellers um, in the world at the time. And she looked at the bag, she's like, how much is this? I said, three and a half grand. She goes, how much is that? Three and a half. She goes, I take all of them. So I was like, whoa, whoa what was that? What was that?" Yeah, was like, it's like a 50 grand deal. So I was like, wow, that was really good. And then somebody came in with like a Rolex Daytona. And then he sold it to me and then I've moved it on. And then I started meeting, you know, One or two percent of the business was high end. Okay. So that one or two percent, I made a relationship up with these people because I was more interested to do business with them than I was with everyone else. So then my staff took care of the lower end bits About like four or five people working in the shop they would all buy like the you know like the cameras and this because I've trained them and I would dealing the watches and the bags and the gold and the diamonds all the high end stuff so I was concentrating for about two years just on the high end bits okay, so then yeah, my yeah. 1% turned into 3, 4, 5% but that was a strong 3, 4% because that's high end yeah, so yeah. I can do 3, 4 times the amount of profit than they can do yeah. all year working with six of them just me alone so then I was like, well, let me just take that away. You just double down on it. Yeah, double down it. So I will take that away and then improve that, make a brand out of that. So I called it Prestige Buyers. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was like, because I prestige, I was like, you Prestige Buyers. I'm yeah. a buyer. I'm a Prestige Buyer now. <laughs> yeah. We buy I'm, I'm a Prestige Buyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're very logical yeah. with your names. <laughs> <laughs> Cash for, yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm you know because I'm a man. My brain was yeah, it doesn't yeah. work as it's not it's not aesthetic. It's just like. I'm a prestige buyer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. How, how I saw myself as. And I and I sort of um, got the name, as you can see. And then and then I started working from my clinic in Harley Street. I made one of the rooms into a prestige buyer's office. This is Harley Street. So people wow. would come to W1G9QD, yeah, 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 which is the yeah, postcode yeah. in Harley Street. And it's prestige area, Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's a treatment road, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was like, my clinics are there. I could be there. I want to be around the clinics, they're making money. That's making money. I'll start prestige buyers. Then I started prestige buyers. And then I ran into an issue with James really porn brokers, yeah What should you have if you don't prestige imagine, you prestige. Didn't... oh is that what it was, trademark yeah trademark ah, so then ah. i got a letter in the post you know like it's too close to British porn brokers. But, but, but i said i don't i don't i'm not prestige porn, porn broker. brokers. yeah yeah yeah. i'm a buyer um and then and then it was like my trademark solicitor was like either you fight this out and you spend 30 40 grand worth of money um to potentially lose and you really need the name and i was like oh it's my name I love it. You know, I'm a prestige buyer. It's nothing to do with him. We're not even on the same page. You know, he is far up. You know, I saw him as someone that's far up in the game. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a threat to him. Right. Yeah. But then I started growing. So I, I felt like he felt, I'm not a threat, but maybe I could be potentially a threat. I don't know what he thought. i got no problems, but he didn't want me to have that name. I said, no problem. So my wife was like, okay, let's find different names. So we started thinking of different names. We thought of hundred different names. And we tried it on Facebook. We even changed the business names. People were like, "Oh, it looks crap, is crap, is crap." Um, enchanted. We I mean, just we were we couldn't think. Yeah. You know when you overthink, you can't
2: think. Can you share some of the more embarrassing ones yeah. that you came up with? Those are like, always the funny ones. Enchanted. I think oh, the worst was like Enchanted Something. Enchanted. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah. I, as yeah. As I don't know. What, I don't know how it came up. That's quite bad. Yes. Yeah, really, <laughs> so it was like so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, enchanted. Yeah. Encha- so then and then and then Emily was just like, you know, like that. Prestige buyers, we buy for cash. We love like love luxury because yeah. you, because you want to do luxury, and because it's it's quite feminine. Mm. It's love. Yeah, it's not prestige. Quite like masculine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and then because she's like more feminine, she's like love luxury. It's quite soft. And I was like, but it doesn't have that oomph. Yeah, it doesn't give me that feeling of oomph. But the brand became way more powerful than than it became ten
2: times oomph. It's a really yeah. good name. Yeah. It's a really good name. Like yeah. the alliteration and it's just slightly softer spoken. It's just, it's a really good yeah. name. Yeah. So really every,
1: name. now the brand is strong. Yeah. Yeah. Thank the Lord. And you know, at the end of the day, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, and, and it sort of, it went, it worked, we tried it. and um, We didn't lose any money. Because I felt as a, we changed the name. We end up losing money. Like we lose clients, we lose this. We won't. But we actually done better with Love Luxury. So maybe it's like that, that blue to red color. Mm. Not that maybe. Blue to red. Yeah, yeah. So I think that Love Luxury was our red. Okay. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: love love luxury is way more emotionally kind of responsive than yeah, prestige. prestige buyers. Yeah. And then it prestige worked. porn brokers works because it's the alliteration. It's prestige porn, porn- brokers. It's yeah. like it fits prestige buyers compared to love luxury. Yeah, you you, you pick the right thing. So sure. it
1: it worked. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't. I mean, I'll say it's Emily. Yeah, but it's the, it's our Lord.
1: He He gave us what He knew was right for us. Mm. Yeah, He blessed us with the right thought, the right plan, and it happened. And um and then from there we moved on. And then we had um we you know you know you know we're doing our buying. I was selling, and then within the first year,
2: I was like, "We need to take a shop in just, like Knightsbridge." Just on that point, how did you, when you were getting stuff, just mail ordered, basically to to your house? How did you, um, how did you make sure none of it was counterfeit? How did you make sure none of it was stolen? So, what what sort of stuff do you go through for that? So, like with handbags, it's like
1: um, use a third party um, okay. insurance company. Yeah. Um, so you got machines in house which are AI intelligence.
2: Wait, hang on a second. AI, AI basically tells AI, you whether or not it's counterfeit. Basically, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So basically,
1: okay. it, it picks up grain, stitching, yeah. color, hardware, serial numbers, oh, wow. and it picks up the major brands in the world. It's a company. They've made hundreds of millions, um, and they've been doing it. They started in America, um, and he made a um, an a AI program that works alongside the database, as you know how AI works, we know how it works, and he's done a really good job. And he provides an insurance certificate, um, and it works really well. But then at the same time, my background was authentication. Cause I was I used to work in my father's um, manufacturing companies in China as um, someone along the line for authentication. I've got like I've got a loop in my pocket, you know, like you know, like I carry one thing in my pocket and it's a loop.
3: Mm. Okay. Yeah, and do yeah, you that know, yeah, was I like, yeah. got keys, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, if you got <laughs> a loop, I have got a Zeiss loop. This is like the Bugatti of loops. Okay. Anybody out there knows this yeah. is the most expensive loop you could find. Okay. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a strong loop for authenticating bags, right. checking a diamond. I could check a diamond right now.
2: Can you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I could check it, it, yeah. yeah. How does it work? It's a loop. You can see clearly; it's blown up. I I want to, I, I, and you're just you're just looking for impurities impurity, impurity, clarity, color, cut, size. Yeah, yeah. I mean, size
1: is easy to see, but yeah. um, the clarity, the color, to make sure it's on. Point that's got to come with training, though. Surely, that's time. training. Like you've yeah. got
2: to, like you've got to look at a diamond and be able to see that. Surely. Yeah, I mean, like, um, you pick it up from looking
1: yeah. at um, like, like the uh, like the the chart, the grading chart. So yeah. when you got, I mean, like, I bought the GIA grading chart so many years ago, and you can see a diamond, and you put it towards the grading chart, so you get the
0: diamond, put it to the grading chart, and you're like oh, it fits about here. And you look close, oh, it's, 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 it's between that I and that J. It's right in the middle. It's, it's, it's graded. Obviously now, you know, you've got a massive brand name. You've got the reputation. You've been in the game for 15 years now. Mm. But in the beginning, you said, you know, you had a couple connections from when you were doing that. But as in, how did you get it off the ground in the beginning? Because that's, I think, the thing that people will be most curious it's, about. It's
1: more social media. So when I first started, I was on Instagram a lot. And we used to try a lot of Instagram. I had somebody full-time working on it. And the woman who worked on it used to do a lot of aesthetic posts. So okay. it wouldn't be us, it wasn't us as people. It was just like products, like, you know, that cup, this, 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 this is this. And we were building up followers from like zero to like 20,000 and it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. I just felt like we were just like scraping the walls. And I'm like, why are we not growing? We know the feeling. Yeah. 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 As <laughs> in, like, At least it's yeah. not our main business. Yeah. So that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. But you know, like, why are we not growing? As in like, why is it not growing? What are we doing wrong? You know, why are we, why are we just like, plateaued yeah, yeah yeah as in like how do we get past this and then um you know the unfortunate thing happens where like you i've hired someone to work for us full-time and they're working for other companies whilst working now company they're not putting the effort in oh, really? okay. yeah so I didn't, it's, it's it's like you know like you know like sh- if, if someone's I'm not gonna say who it is because we're, we're, we're it was that she's on her phone and then you go on and she just and like, what's going on. And then yeah, I yeah, finally yeah, work yeah, for yeah. other companies she's getting paid what what I'm paying her for a like, full time job wow. and then yeah, and like right. she's doing one picture, one post, and done. Yeah, and then and then you know like, I'm not understanding how much effort is because I'm not a social media person. Mm. So that's her job. And yeah, she's yeah. been doing freelancing for other people at the same time. She's building up her own brand, she doesn't want to be on any of our social because she don't anyone know she's in our company. And I'm not like, paying her full time. Yeah, and i'm like yeah. this listen i didn't understand and then my wife was like there's something wrong and we just we sort of like we we felt as like she was gonna be in a company forever because we sort of like well like, oh, it's amazing person she's great for the business but not realizing it wasn't like yeah, yeah, she wasn't yeah. being truthful to us yeah um and then when we did find out you know um well, like, you can't work for us anymore. Mm-hmm. And then that was the best time. That was the best part, best move that ever happened because mm-hmm. we found someone else who came on board. And I was like, now let's jump on it. Yeah, you know, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's, you know, let's show, guys, I've got this lovely key in, you know, like it's 400 million pounds, you know, it's the right. best key in the world. You know, let's get it sold. And then, and Emily was working really hard on social media. We started doing like our daughter, you know, like was our, our daughter at home. I say Rolex Rolex's home and I was training her for when she was older. Because I knew that this skill set would would be effective when she's older. So I would take a Rolex home and 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 I'll record her on my phone. I got them from when she was younger. And she'd be like, I got this Rolex in and it's a submariner and it's 8,000 pounds et cetera. But it was not for any social media, because we were not a social media co- company. And we did not know the power of social media until two years worth of training with my daughter. She goes on a screen it and it's-completely blown out. And it was like, Yeah, yeah. People were like oh my god you know you know like
2: you know like is it a marketing genius but you know but what? it was novel yeah you're completely novel like you just you didn't get i don't know yeah. how, old, how old is your daughter 10 10. Ten. you just don't get 10 year olds doing that kind of and stuff So your 10 year old daughter
0: markets your products
1: yeah i mean she doesn't now market the products because she gets them and, I've, and I, you know, I you know i you know i buy a lot for my family right. i gift a lot so being like a father like me i'm very giving i'll say, "Oh, you're too giving
0: well i was gonna say i mean do you worry about giving a kid that young stuff that's that expensive because they don't necessarily appreciate the value of it.
1: No, I mean to be honest with you, um, no. Because I don't want any man to come and take her super off her feet just because yeah they got a bit of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've never thought about that. Oh, I actually that.
2: really like that alter. <laughs> okay.
1: And the thing is, a lot of guys have got money out here. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of guys with a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and especially you know doing what I do, and women are like oh, you know not, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong, but it's great, you know. That's it's, actually it's, you know yeah. that's actually a
0: really good point because I'd never considered I hadn't, that. No. It's like you know bro, it's, it's literally like Dave's line in Sprinter, bro. he's like, yeah. "I love chilling with broke bitches, man, <laughs> my flight, and they all <laughs> impress." it's like that's so true. If you if you're buying, I'm setting levels. Yeah, you're yeah, setting yeah, levels. Yeah, I'm yeah, setting yeah, way levels. So a guy pulls up in a whatever, and she's it's, like, "Yeah, that's nothing." Yeah, my, my dad, dad was. My yeah. dad's had me. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 I, I like was pulling up in a Bugatti. Yeah, he bought me a Bugatti, and that's and that's actually you know that's actually a plan of mine. I want to buy my daughter a Bugatti, and and I want to put it. I want to put it pink. And I want her, it's her car, and I want her to drive it. I want her to have a driver and go to school in a Bugatti. So she's setting levels to herself because she has to learn. So what are you doing then to
2: kind of teach your kids about business?
0: So I'm now spoiling them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So we, we we've, we've, <laughs> just end it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but so with your daughter, is it a thing where when she gets to 15, 16, boom sixteen, you're like yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. rent's coming? Yeah, re, yeah because I didn't
1: right. day, because you now have tasted because I tasted a lot of that goodness. Yeah. But then I didn't really understand. But my daughter's been working already. So I didn't get to work at 10. She's working at 10 because she's got to put effort in because she now understands, if you want the finer things in life, you have to work for it. Daddy worked for it, mommy's worked for it, granddad's worked for it, grandma got to chill, no problem, yeah? But you, if you want these nice things, you have to work for it. And the thing is, you know, I, I keep saying you live once. Most people say, oh, you shouldn't spoil your kids. Cause I get people around me all the time who know me personally, they're like, oh, you're over-spoiling your yeah, kids. Yeah, I bet that, yeah, yeah? yeah. And the thing is, I'm like, I'm probably gonna be gone in 30, 40 years, mate. Like I'm only gonna head it for 40. forty. I'm done after that. Let them enjoy it. Like at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, you you know, you go to the bottom, you you learn. You go to the top, you learn. I don't know. As in, like I'm the, I'm gonna take the risk. I've taken so many risks already in my life, and I'm happy to take that risk. I've got other kids. I've got another daughter. She's nine. Yeah, that you guys have never seen online because she's in the video. We have done a video in Barbie in Dubai, and she's in the car with Mu. And my son's in the car, and my son
0: was ducking, and my daughter was ducking. But when, but, 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 but my camera person got it, so you can only see me. Do you, do you ever think about like the the privacy element or the security element? You know, in terms of like putting a young girl out there with that much, you know, money is a big target, obviously. Hundred percent. Do you That's, worry about that?
1: Yeah. Uh, like had a massive concern um, in regards to her safety, hence the reason why she walks around with security. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I have security with me nearly all the time. Even today I was on the Yeah, campaign. you have to. On there. Yeah, so, you know, like, you know if you've got yeah, I was asked you, is, am, is it safe to come? And I, I completely forgot where we were. I don't even know where it was. I was driving it, putting ways. And I've got people that will follow me back to back in certain situations, like three, four cars, two, three guys, dogs in a car, like security dogs. They're all ready to make sure to protect me at any level. And they are, they're per- they're there all the time at any minute it, it's it's permanent payroll right so i'm it, it's done i've i've signed a contract it's a lifetime contract i have with them Really? Can yeah, I, ask how, I about about say, can so ask how much curious.
2: that is? I was about to know, say, i much that is curious. If you already have we can take it off air, but I'm, like, I'm just I'm yeah, curious we, to know like, how we much- We cut it, it if we need to. So basically, for yeah. my
1: console, so basically, I offer a consultancy fee to the owner of the business, and he's given me unlimited supply of security at any time for anyone I know, all the time with any car I want. Really? Yeah. So basically, wow. he's given me a percentage share in his security business. Yeah. He offered me 25%. I said, I don't want 25% of your business, but I want unlimited security at any time. He said, done.
0: Wow. wow! Okay. Do you know so, what the what the usual rate is for that kind of thing? Like, um,
1: I would say for an embassy car, I, I get a diplomat car. I get a driven a diplomat car, so it's, you just like you can't stop that car without calling the embassy. Um, Wait, what? But yeah, yeah, I didn't know that was a rule. Okay. Yeah. So, like, basically these diplomat cars. Yeah. I've seen them around. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. basically, you like you can't stop these cars. Um, I mean, his security company told me he's like these cars can't be stopped, but I don't. You can stop anyway. It's not a problem. But if we're just trying to get to our destination, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're not trying, there's no. But then the cars behind. I will say like a thousand per car because you've got two security in a car plus a car. Yeah. So, that, so like a
2: thousand a day basically for, for a car to kind of. Probably more, more.
1: because you, cause I've got like, you know, the last time I really used them was because when I was in London just before I left and it was three cars with six security and a dog. The dog's about
0: three, four hundred quid for the day. The security about 500 each. So, it would have cost about three and a half thousand. And the petrol. You, the, okay, so what if Devil's advocacy and I was like, do you really need that much? Like, you know, you, you get one car, maybe a couple of goons. Like, is that enough? No, I mean it is enough, but
1: he but he's just he just does it because he loves me. Right. As in like the amount of respect he has. Yeah. I said I need one car, one guy. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, you yeah. send your biggest guy. And he's like, No, 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 I'm sending two. As in because he knows he knows security. He's like, Adam, like one's not enough because something went down. if they can rob you, you're not gonna be protected with one guy. He's like, No, 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 I'll send a car, backup car. Behind that car to protect you to make sure. So then he was like, "No, no, no, no! I'll send another car to just protect you, just in case something went down." Because obviously the situation that we're in, a lot of people will see me. They might know me, and maybe there are people who hate people who don't, you know, respect people. That maybe I don't know.
2: Have you ever had a situation? Me, no. Your family?
1: But yeah, loads of threats. Little threat. I'll kidnap your kid. I'll kill you.
2: Really?
0: Jeez. Yeah. Give us money ransom. I mean, that, that's terrifying. That's just, I mean, that's yes. like. How do you? How do you? How do you separate that? Like, because that, thats ter- terrifying. Uh, it, uh, my wife. Uh,
1: somebody uh, you know i mean it, it, you know they, they're not here now but somebody tried breaking into my house with my wife in the house they came three four five goons came and like oh they God. were not coming to rob they came to break the house down because we of the, the footprint on the door they couldn't get into my door because of the, the, the security doors i have and they were just trying to bang the door down Then my wife's calling me i was Jeez. in dubai she's like babe so i'm trying to break into the house i'm like All right, no the security everyone everyone's but had people in the house that were protecting my wife my wife's like babe i'm scared even with the security i'm like the security are not letting them in like, as in, they've got you covered. I sp- they're here for a reason. Mm. And then, like, my daughter was scared. My Fair. other daughter was in a house. Um, as soon as that happened, I, I came back to London straight away. I was in Dubai, and they moved. I, I got a house in Dubai for them. They, they're gone. How do you know when you're ready for security? When you start getting threats and people start coming for you. When people start coming for you and people come to your house and the police, were the, the, you know, police came round and the police said... The police knew who we were. The police were, like, we, you know, we know who you are. The one police officer, was like, everyone knows in a, in a police station, and we, we assumed this is going to be a kidnapping. This is going to be someone coming for you, told to ransom. As soon as I heard that, we got out of the house. My father was like, you know, thank the Lord, he's got so many houses. He's like, go to my this house, go stay there, and leave the country. And my wife was like, babe, I want to go Dubai. I was like, babe, you are going Dubai. Mm. so the business for Love Luxury wasn't just like oh we're gonna go to Dubai open a Love Luxury it was like babe we're going to Dubai regardless but if you're gonna go there you might as well you might as well do like the um, Love Luxury business because that's who we are and our brand is there people know
0: us there etc so it was more for safety Dubai is more for safety reasons to be yeah, it's, it's, uh, obviously it says end to, to Dubai mm-hmm. what's your time split between My London time and split. Dubai I'm, yeah. I'm two weeks two weeks they're full time they're permanent they are not oh, coming back oh wait so they live in Dubai permanently that's it done and They've you're gone. two weeks in London two I'm weeks two in Dubai two weeks off yeah
2: and it was the housebreaking that prompted that. Yeah. That was the fun. That was, the, that was, that was, sure. just, that was just the fun. That was just
0: believe nice. now.
1: Yeah. I mean, we wanted to go anyway to sort of do things, but that was just like go. You know, there's no, you can't put price on family. Mm-hmm. You can't no, put price on yeah. safety. I would spend so much money to protect everyone around me, have a security, bulletproof. I've got bulletproof glass in the stores, uh, security doors, Euro grade six safes. I've, I've spent so much money on security. People think I'm
0: nuts. I'm like, no. Out of interest, do they still have security in Dubai? Because, I mean, like... Yeah,
1: we got screwed in the house. Why? Well, I, I th- I'm, for... I'm
0: more mean because... Uh, I'm more mean because, obviously, Dubai is quite an affluent place. It's got a lot of rich people. And, there's obviously, the crime is notoriously very, very non-existent. So, do you still need, you know, security for your family in Dubai?
1: The, because you have drivers and maids and people to be in a house. We've got maids' rooms and driver's rooms in a house. So, you have, like... I've had a security as a driver as opposed to um, a driver.
2: Right, I'm with you. So, okay. but the
1: thing is, right. it's just really... It's not really to protect because there's not really much going on. Our whole road is like everyone in, on the road seems to be a, a lot richer than what I can even imagine.
2: How are they finding living in Dubai versus London? Yeah, are we've been, been
1: talking about this a lot. Because they they love in- it. Yeah. My wife was like, oh my, like she just doesn't even want to enter the UK anymore. She's like, I don't even uh, want to yeah, go. This is, I See, feel
2: like this would be the problem with it. As soon as you go, it's like, you don't want to come back. Wanna come we've back. Been, yeah, okay, so
0: just, I, I want to get your opinion on this. We've We've been debating this quite a lot recently. We both agree that we probably don't want to be in London long term just because of the way that London mm. seems to be going. He's very keen on Dubai. I've never been, Mm -hmm. so I'll say that I I haven't actually been. And I know that there's a lot of amazing things about Dubai in terms of like, you know, the culture, in terms of, you know, the crime rate, everything. Um, And also the community and and the kind of the way the society is run. But I feel like the thing that I think is maybe holding me back, and again, I haven't Mm -hmm. been, is one, it feels like maybe it's a little bit too materialistic for my Mm -hmm. taste, a little bit too much sort of extravagance, maybe for me. Mm -hmm. And also I do quite like like the greenery of england and like the nature side of england and the countryside kind of element that england could offer um and i don't know how i feel about living in a more desert based environment what are your thoughts because he's very big on the idea of like we should take the business to Dubai, we should move to dubai and i'm like well i don't know if that would suit me
1: i mean for the business i think it would do a lot better yeah to be completely honest with you but in regards to moving to dubai if you asked me six months ago i would never have considered moving to dubai and, and because my father's here, my, you know, my mother lives in the UK, even though we went, but I still, I still my mother. Yeah. yeah. And I've got all my family here. Um, and it's all here for me. Um, but being on social media after that feeling, it's like, I want to get away from here. Mm. And then, you know, when I go to Dubai, not in a bad way, like it's a lot more profitable for me. Yeah. Like in regards to business, everything seems to be like a lot easier. Um, the trust is there you know, here everyone's like worried, You're gonna, it's not going to go right, it's, it always goes right, but it's just that worry, even when you know it's going to go right, it's still that worry, You're there. It's, that, it's that, It's it doesn't happen, I don't know, as in, I've been back and forth, a lot, recently, yeah. um, and I'm going back next week, I just landed two days ago, I'm leaving again, as you know, um, and I don't really want to come back, Really, oh, hand to it, I don't want to come back, like I land back here and I'm like, I don't like it. I, w- I wear a watch. I'll, t- I'll take it off. This is the problem.
2: Because yeah. I saw be- that AP even, even, even actually, not yeah. bought in a rule where yeah. they will replace your watch if it gets stolen yeah. in London, Who's which there, is who, just who, crazy. Who, oh, like Audemars Piguet. Yeah, watch. I remember I was showing you. The oh, they Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: they were telling me that they mm. bought that in,
2: and I'm just like, that's just to get to that point where that watch brand has bought that in.
0: Mm. It's just crazy. That gives you know, an idea. But is it? Sorry, not to cut you off. When you say you don't want to come back, is it because of the crime?
1: It's a crime. It's everything here. It doesn't twenty seem... mile an
0: hour speed limits. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Not, that, it's, that, that's not different. It's, off, right. it's <laughs> the same thing. It, yeah, it's it? same. Speed oh, okay. limits are the same. So okay. driving,
1: you can't drive faster. Fine. Yeah, as in you, you go prison there for driving yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, you actually. It's, drive a, it's a bit different yeah. there yeah. in regards to that. There's a lot more rules, a lot more regulations. But for me, because I'm Muslim, it's a massive benefit. So the difference between here and there is, I'll be honest with you, is my faith for my religion. Because I'm extremely religious in my heart and I practice my faith. When I'm there, I get to pray five times a day, six times. There's five daily compulsory prayers. There's one prayer that in the UK I found really hard to pray. It's before Fajr and after Isha. It's in the morning at two o'clock where you wake up and it's an invitation only by the Lord. He only has the people he's invited at that time. And it is basically, it's you and the Lord by, you and the Lord alone. And that's before Fajr, after Isha. Five prayers a day. And it's in between. The last and the first, and
0: that's your connection with your Lord, and it's an invitation. Can I, can I, can I ask you? And maybe we'll cut this out if it's not relevant for the interview. But I genuinely really want to know um, because I've been, as I said, I've been, I've been learning a lot about Islam recently. One of the things that I can't wrap my head around is with Fajr. Which uh, do you want to just give context what Fajr is to people? It's the first prayer in the morning. It's around four thirty, four
1: fifty-five at the moment. Um, It's two Rakat. If you don't know what it is, you go down, up and down two times. It's the prayer. It's the thank. We pray um to thank our lord for everything he's bestowed on us he blessed us
0: with and it's a compulsory uh prayer that we have to do so uh very succinct explanation by the way that was great so obviously Fajr, as you said is at like 4 30 and isha i think is at like 11 right yeah. the sleep we know that how important sleep is and you know the data seems to be fairly clear that you need sort of seven to eight hours generally speaking i, c- I can't understand how i would be able to incorporate five prayers a day between isha and Fajr. how much uh, sleep do you need eight out. You need eight,
1: yeah. Oh, no so then, what you do is you 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 go you go sleep after Isha, mm. wake up for Fajr at four thirty. How long does Fajr take you? Do you uh, like do you know how long it takes you? No. So I, I, I don't, don't forget, God. I haven't done it. So basically how long does Wudu take you? Because you don't know, Wudu once.
0: Uh, I Wudu took me maybe three minutes. Three maybe? minutes. Yeah. So Fajr will take you
1: another three for four, four minutes. Okay. So it's about ten minutes. When you wake up for the night, you might want to go to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be. Like you drink too much water, yeah. It's, you know, you just want to go quick pee. That takes you about three four minutes. You, it's it's really similar to waking up. Doing wudu, do you're you still half asleep by the way when you're praying Friday you're not you're not awake you're, you sort of wake up and you sort of like oh yeah and
3: then
1: yeah. you any you sort of pray and you're like and you're, Activate. do you want to give clarity yeah. on what wudu is as well we do is ablution um, uh, cleansing yourself so we start cleaning our hands our mouth our nose our arms up to our elbows our hair our neck um, our neck towards our ears and our feet up to the ankles and we clean ourselves to pure to clean ourselves to pray to our Lord just to get in a good clean state um, and then when we pray you know you know we sort of pray. And we sort of, you know, thank the Lord for everything. And there's certain words we pray in Arabic. Mm. Yeah, surah Fattah is the first one. And then we pray um, up with um, a surah after that. And it takes about five minutes at max, about 4.30 in the morning. And and it's really quiet because everyone's sleeping. Mm. My wife's sleeping. The kids are sleeping. And I'm there like that.
0: Is your wife Muslim as well? She's Muslim. Okay. But she
1: can only pray certain times a month.
0: Yeah. Of course. Because
1: right. um, women have periods. Yeah. So they don't pray in a period. Yeah? Okay. So if it's not, we pray together because we pray together every single day for around four years together. Really? Yeah, so we prayed together. Was she was before day. she met you? No. Right. But, but my wife is like, she, you know, when I was praying, when I was with her at the beginning, I was praying. And she was watching me, she's like, what are you doing? So I'm praying, she's like, what for? I was like, I don't really know. I was like, I really, I, I was I, I didn't know as much as I knew today. Yeah. And she's like questioning me. All right, so in Islam, what is this? I was like, I don't know, I'm not a sheikh. <laughs> Asked me, like, I'm a teacher of this religion. Like, I don't and she goes, So you're praying, but you don't know anything you're doing? I'm like, no, I don't. So I said, All right, watch this guy called Mufti Menk. Yeah. And then, like, she, she started watching Mufti Menk. And that's who she. Oh, you put her on to Mank. I put her onto Mink. Okay, right. Yeah. Right, okay. But then, yeah. but then I, because, 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 you know, I put myself onto him as well at the same time because he's a serious guy. But yeah, then, yeah. And then she started questioning so much about the religion, and there was so many inconsistencies in her head that's what i've been doing yeah so she's like oh but that doesn't sound right oh this doesn't sound right and she asked me a question and i've answered and i've gone no no actually 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 ask mufti menk yeah ask someone who actually knows the answer because i have no idea she's learning all of this stuff and now i'm learning for the first time in my life i'm learning about a religion that i've practiced
0: how old was it were you when this was happening roughly
1: it's like five six years ago okay yeah as in like we really got together and i was like Practicing, yeah, 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 because she was not practicing before she was Jehovah's Witness. Whoa! Yeah? So she's Jehovah's Witness, and then was I, she serious about religion?
0: Yeah, she was serious. So she was control. actually like a proper, proper, proper practice. Christian. The yeah. thing is,
1: you know, like I, you know, I let people do what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not up to me to yeah. to say, say, this is what you got to do. Yeah, I'm just doing what I'm doing. Well, was it's that an issue one. for you though? No,
0: but marrying a non-Muslim. No, it... no problems
1: with me whatsoever. Right, I don't okay. have I don't have a problem with people. I have a problem, with, yeah, with religion. Even though my religion states it might not be, it's not the true religion. It's not, it's not, it's, it's. There's their belief. Right, they don't nothing. It's not against my religion. My religion is not against them. Mm. Yeah, as you know, they don't know the truth. If we say, if you don't know the truth, you, there's nothing wrong with not knowing the truth. Mm-hmm. Like if if I've given you the answer and now you know it's the truth and you go against it, that's up to you. I don't. It's not. I'm not a judge. I live my life. I have my rules. I do what I'm doing, and that's it. You can do what you're doing, no problem. Respect. Yeah, do your thing. It's not my stress. Yeah, I might, this is my stress. I got. I'm taking care of myself. If I can help you, please come. You can yeah. enjoy. We enjoy this feast together. We enjoy this. 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 You know, this amazing feeling together. If it's not for you, I mm-hmm. respect what you got to do. Do your thing. And she started watching me a lot, praying every day, and she started asking me all these questions. And then it took about a year or two, to start saying, "All right, let me look into this," and then. It's Just like I don't know, just like click a finger, just happened. She's she to the Shahada. Yeah, now, she, Shahada. And she was just like wow. And then when she started practicing, she went deep.
0: She went yeah, deep. Yeah, one of my one of my one of my friends said to <laughs> like, me, "Deeper than me." Oh <laughs> yeah, I was like, babe,
1: like you know, like you know, like we still. No one to, really see. follows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're part time. Yeah. You know, and she's like, no, but
0: but my, my, my wife is like, if I'm doing this. I'm doing it. Do you know what's yeah, funny? Yeah. One of my friends, the one I actually uh, shout Mohammedi, my friend who took me to Juma, uh, he said to me. I said, I remember once I was like, would it be a thing though if I actually did end up converting? wouldn't it be a thing where like people would look at me kind of funny cuz I'm a white guy no. and he said bro i tell you if cuz he's from dubai he goes right i tell you if i took you to my family in dubai they would love you he said I would love you even more because you found the religion on your yeah. own and you're actually and he goes people that find it on their own end up taking it even more seriously sometimes because they found it so they go well, if i'm going to take it seriously i'm going to take it seriously which i think is kind of what you just said about your, about your you wife.
1: would um, if you ter- if, if you like became muslim for example and you was on the dean you would you would feel so much love I have already. Yeah, as in like, e- even without being on a dean, the
0: amount of love you get, when you come on a dean, the amount of love you get, you're going to be like, what? Bro, I will say it is crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. This is the one thing that I observed most when I went to Jum'a, i mm-hmm. speaking to some, some people about this. The amount of warmth I've received from my Muslim friends when they find out, I'm even genuinely just yeah. even interested in, in learning more about Islam is Unbelievable. It's a genuine like degree of warmth that I've never experienced before. I just feel they know that you're gonna find something that they've already found, and it's
1: like we found gold. And the thing is, you know, when you you know, like when you know someone is struggling, and then they find that gold, and we won together, or we all won the lottery. Mm. It feels like we've all got a winning ticket. And the thing is, when, you know, when you're part of the winning team, you know, and that's, yeah, like someone's <laughs> jumping, yeah, and like someone's <laughs> jumping onto the winning team. You're like, wow, you're like, welcome to the winning team, because we want everyone to win. Like I want everyone to win. I want the whole world to have everything. I just don't want everyone to suffer. I don't want no one to suffer. So if we're all winning together, we're winning together. So mm. and then you're, you know, you know. I feel as though when you come on the dean and you know, like you, you're in Dubai, it's like mikasa mm. sukasa. You know, my house is your house because because you're on the path. Because if you, if you come to my house and I'm saying you're not on the dean, there's nothing wrong with that. But then if you're like, oh, I'm gonna go out for a drink, I can't do that, bro. Mm. you know we can't go chill together you like, oh, you know i'm gonna have a smoke we can't chill Mm. together i'm sorry my wife's here my kids are here i can't have you around them like influencing them you might say something by accident oh you want to go and link this girl Mm. i can't have that well that's another thing i've
0: realized that the way i live generally Mm. i notice it's i already live in quite a lot of alignment with the religion anyway i fast every day i've been fasting for years i'm a very big proponent of fasting i don't drink uh anymore i haven't drunk in a very long time I'm like, I'm noticing more and more things that are making more and more sense. Even little things I said to a friend of mine about like, uh, you know, trim the moustache but let the beard grow things like that where i was like well when i once grew out my beard and i grew the moustache out i was like this is really unhygienic all the food's getting in the way and when you trim it down it's much more hygienic, hygienic. And, and the beard feels more like there's a sense of power i feel like i get when i grow facial hair out little things like this again we might even cut this out of the episode this is sunnah but exactly this yeah. is sunnah and my friend actually said bro, it, bro yeah. your hair is sunnah as well yeah. because of, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah same
2: thing it's a protection by the way how mm. is your just on this point like how is your wife's life changed as a result of taking up this faith to be honest with you i just feel as if though she's elevated by
1: a thousand or ten thousand steps really? in everything she's ever done wow, like everything fair. she's touched has turned into gold like or diamonds or any like she just does things and it's all like sponsorships want everyone sponsor everyone wants to, you know everything she wants is is being given to her on the plate mm. like she's like oh i want to be on that show they call her and i'm like oh do you really want to be on it she goes oh, i don't really want to be anymore like, that's great you know alhamdulillah at least whatever you want is given to you and also it's like, um, I don't know. I just think it's um, when you're on the dean, I think that the, the, yeah, like the Lord accepts your prayers.
2: And can you just explain to me what, is the, what the dean religion. is? Religion. When you say so, you're yeah, on the dean. Yeah,
1: so, so like when you're practicing your religion, yeah. I just find as though the Lord accepts your prayers. And He says, Pray for anything. Ask me for anything you want. He wants you to ask. He wants you to pray. He wants to ask you. He said, like, I'm giving you all of this. I've given you your life. I've given you your looks. When someone says, Oh, he doesn't like, she doesn't look beautiful or he doesn't look handsome, the Lord made you. Yeah, we we are all beautiful and we are all handsome, and you know there is no wrong and there's no right. Yeah, the Lord has blessed us with everything we have, and He's asked for certain things. He's asked you to stay clean and pure within yourself, like protect. You know, you know we're protectors of our family, and we, you know, He's asked for certain things like fast in Ramadan, for example, pray your salah, and ask for what you want. And yeah, every time I pray, I pray. Every single day, and I always have dua, which is a prayer, and and that's to ask for you know. And the first thing I ask for is to forgive me for my sins, yeah? forgive me for anything I've done knowingly and not knowingly, because sometimes you do things you don't know. Yeah, protect my mouth. Yeah, protect mm-hmm. my family from evil eye, shaitan, the devil. Yeah, and people who are not good for them. Yeah, and protect the ummah, which is protect the whole world. Yeah, and also offer protection to the people who have not come that will come later, and offer protection to people who have come. And who have now gone. Who are in the grave. And also allow us, because we believe in heaven. Allow us to be people who will enter heaven. yeah, And allow my family members and my loved ones. And for us all to be together in the ummah and to go. And also allow our prophets. Our prophets from Adam to the last prophet. All the prophets, their companions, their loved ones and everyone around them. To be blessed and elevated. And there's all this love and warmth and giving and being able to be the best of people and also my a major prayer that i've been making for such a long time is to be the biggest of givers and the biggest of makers and the reason why to be biggest of maker because the more i can make is the more i can give and you know i do charity work on a monthly basis and i have um, a standing order or a direct debit that comes out every single month that i i signed up to that i was scared to sign up to because I'm out of, you know, it, 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 it's not easy. You know, you got to make the money in order for it to go out of your account mm-hmm. every month. Yeah, and in order to to feed people, in order to, you know, people go, oh, does he give charity? Yeah. To be honest with you, it's not for me to tell people to yeah, if I give charity, but it's, I feel, um, I feel like complete when I give. I feel that's, it helps me. I don't help them. I feel like I'm helping me. When I'm giving someone something, people think, oh, wow, he's really generous. No, I'm helping me. I'm being selfish by giving you. I feel like I'm being selfish. I feel like you know I'm buying this person this, or I, you know, I'm buying in my house, or I'm supporting all these families. I feel like I'm
2: being selfish with myself. Did you get a better feeling from that? From actually Amazing, helping, from feeling. helping someone. Yeah, I feel like I'm. Yeah, I feel
1: that? like I'm going on top of the world. I feel like I. But then I don't. You know, I haven't spoke about it to many people. I don't really talk to talk about it to anybody. My wife knows. My father knows, and now people might hear. My, but you don't know the details yeah. of who I'm giving to and why I'm giving to them and the reasons of why I'm giving to them. Um, it's just because you know, at, at the end of the day. You know, I feel as if though um, I'll, it's my duty to give these people something because the Lord has given me so much. And I thought, it's not it's not fair.
2: I really think people need to adhere by your principles. I really do. I think agree. The world would be a lot, it would be, be a much, much better place if people live with that mentality. A
1: lot of love in what you just said. Yeah, 100%. It's a it's a love. prayer that, you, that I make every single day. And I say it out loud so my wife hears it. And my wife always says, babe, could, babe, could you make the prayer? And I have to always pray, you know? Uh, you know, it's always please give us or you know, please figure us for anything we've done, knowingly or not knowingly. Mm. That's, that's up and foremost, you know. Did she did she face any backlash from her family or her community? Everyone, loads of backlash, but it's a test. It's all a test, you know, at the end of the day, I get tested every single day. You know, like it's it's, it's a test for everyone. Oh, you know, I said, but the thing is, we know that after like all of this, we know it's not for anybody. It's, it's you know, we do it because we love, like your parents. You know, like, you know, I am a firm believer of loving your parents, mm. like, to the, uh, another level. You know, respecting your father to the highest level. You know, like, bow, and then borderline, you know, like if, if I was allowed to bow my head to my father, I would bow my head to my father. I would bow my head to my mother. Yeah, I would bow my head and say, I owe you everything. Even if you're not there, I still owe you everything. Because that is because that is the love we have for our parents. And my father's my role model. I look up at him. Regardless of status and money, it's not about that. I look at my father, even if he was a dustbin cleaner and the best of it, I look at my father. He's the highest rank to me, personal. He's the highest rank in my eyes. Mm. because he you know and the way he loves me that feeling I know it just goes in my heart it comes out and I'm like wow I have someone in this world that loves me to pieces more than anyone ever and my mother she mess me every morning you know like we our relationship is completely different I love her more than anything I know she loves me more than anything but we haven't had a physical connection from like a physical visibility connection from a young age but we built up our relationship as I got older and you know it was like I love you and she's like wow but you know I'm sorry I said no no you don't have to ever apologise for anything ever I've got you Completely to the end of days. I've got you. Don't worry about anything. Anything you need, I've got you. Because the reason why I've got you is because he's got me, I've got you covered. Like that's it. Even my family were like, you know she's married. You know she has kids. You know her father you know her husband would do this. I said, if her husband's not helping her, trust me I'm helping her. And then, what about her husband? What if he takes some money? Let him take it. I'll give her more. Yeah. Let her be the best she can be. And I said, mom whenever you need me, you come to me. I've got your I've got the house for you. I've got everything you need yeah and that's it finished you ain't got to worry about no you ain't got to rely on no man ever and you know i know for a fact you know like you know my mother called me the other day she doesn't even know what i'm giving to her she asks she asks for for a penny you know she got the world oh i said you know you ain't gotta worry. But I haven't told her that. I don't you know, I don't want to tell her. I want her to come. She's gonna look you know, she you know she lands on Friday and I've got a big surprise for her. I yes. want her to be blessed. Yes, that's every first, I man. think that's every man's dream, bro. Yeah, I was even blessed. saying,
0: like next year I'm saying I'm trying to I'm trying to get my mum a car next year. That's my goal. That's like top of the list. Like, you know. Buy her that car this um, year. Yeah. Like forget next year. Buy her the car this year. My, next year I might not come. Well, I mean if the yeah. podcast keeps growing yeah, we just you need know. To keep scaling inshallah <laughs> yeah. inshallah uh, if the podcast keeps growing we'll see um, inshallah. bro uh, I wanted to say before we wrap up um, a couple of questions first of all, um, you said at the beginning you wouldn't recommend people go into the uh, into the cash converting business yeah. but I like, don't do it would you recommend people go into the luxury business? Yeah, it's a beautiful business It's okay. clean.
1: it's clean, it's halal it feels straight it's, it's mm. a blessing in disguise. I love it but it's experience I feel as if though you can either make money you can potentially lose your money if you don't know what you're doing because like watch it up and down. Mm. And we've I've learned the market very quickly because I've invested a lot of money into it. Um, yeah, 2020 and, was crazy. Yeah, and things, the amount of money I've invested yeah. in stock. It's mental. So, you know, at the end of the day, if I lose that money, am I afraid to lose the money? I'm not afraid. But most people would probably be afraid because they, that's their pot
0: and they're not going to they might not come back from it very quickly. So what if someone's getting started and they wanna they say I am so inspired by this guy's story. I want to get involved. Where do I start? You start small. You know, you know, you know you trade. You don't buy, you trade, you source. You become a person that
1: that is trusted and that people can go to and that you can, you know, they can rely on. Cuz people rely on me on a daily basis. People come to me we've sourced stuff at four watches today, alhamdulillah, yeah, which is, you know, that's, you know, someone says, "I'm going to send you the money. Please find me this." And we can say, well, you know, everyone's selling it for a hundred pounds. We can sell it for 120 pounds, but you could buy it for a hundred pounds for everyone else. No, I want to pay you 120 pounds, source it for me, please. Why? Why us? Because first of all, I think it's a blessing from the Lord. And second of all, because they trust us. Reputation. Yeah, and they rather give us the twenty pounds extra so we do all the due diligence. Mm. We make sure hundred percent guaranteed I've got your back. I've got your back. But you're paying extra for the for, for that. Yeah, the premiums for yeah. the reputation. That's it. So at the end of the day, you know, you know, you know, you know, we get a lot of that and 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 that's a massive blessing. Mm.
0: Dude, that's- um this was like <sighs>
2: this is this like, huge this like, is like... honestly like, one of my favorite conversations Gen- like, this is, Dude, like, genuinely. no genuinely like touching yeah. on everything from religion like i learned a lot just from from listening to you uh i know obviously he's done a lot more research into it than i have but i've learned mm. a lot just from listening to you i think you seem like an incredibly wholesome humble like role model for your family i i really i really yeah mm. have a lot of respect for the way that you're approaching life and I, I I meant it when i said like if everyone actually tried to appreciate it and i suppose actually go into life with your mentality the world would be a much better place
0: absolutely man and and i think also to add to that uh you know i'm a big believer in fate i know he is too um but i think the fact that i've been learning so much recently about business about myself but also about islam i think the fact that you came on and you you know ended up speaking about it to the extent that you did i think everything happens for a reason i mean i mean yeah thank you so much for for for, for touching on that bro and just and also if you ever do take your shahada please invite me yeah, yeah, I want to be there. Yeah, okay, I'll make your promise. Yeah, all right, that, it's that, it's inshallah. I appreciate um, it. I enjoy that. I to yeah. enjoy
1: it as well at the same time because because I, because I know it's been a massive thing for you, but it's also a massive thing for people who love you. And the things at the end of the day, this world needs love. And 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 and, and you know, I know, you know, it it'll be a massive blessing for all of us to be there at that time. And you will you know you'll be the right people. I can put I can also put you up with the right connections. If you need Mufti Monk, we'll get Mufti monk <laughs> yeah. Bro,
0: if I got Mufti Mank doing my shada, yeah. that'd be crazy.
1: No, I mean uh yeah, you I mean Mufti Monk will be there. <laughs> Al- Al- Alano's best because at the end of the day, yeah. you know, uh Mufti Monk is here for the brothers and there's people that uh, it's a very small circle of people around us. So it's just about making a call to a brother and saying this is what we need in order for our brother to come to the deen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And, you know, in order for that to happen, you think Mufti Monk's not going to come? <laughs> he's a bit of, He's like, "Where in London are you? I'm flying uh, there because because it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a it's is his duty, by the way. If you didn't know that, it's his duty. That. Yeah, as a Muslim, if you called me, mm. if someone calls me right now anywhere in the world and they said, "If you are here, I'm going to tell Muslim, but I'm gone." I'm going do you know why I'm going because that that is the biggest thing the blessing I get from when I pass away and if they're still alive and people that they've brought to the Dean and the and uh, the rewards I get, from being in the grave when someone's praying for me, saying, oh, my brother Adam was here from the beginning and, and, I, and I got the feeling from him, that's my blessing done, I'm done. I already built my
0: paradise. I built my paradise from just going to see that brother take Shahada because I was there with him. Alhamdulillah. Bro, this is what I mean about the energy in the community. Do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I've no, been talking to about, oh, yeah. about, uh, about this with him quite a lot recently. And I've been just talking about what I've been learning, but this is what I mean by this energy in this community of like, I've never heard people talk like that like uh, so much love in this room bro honestly (laughs) so grateful for you thank you you so much um bro we uh we we wrap up with the same question at the end of every episode which is um if you could give someone one piece of practical advice if Mm. they're looking at starting a business what would it be so obviously because we focus on the practical it's the ground floor it's how you did it so less you know work hard believe in yourself more something tangible could be marketing profit product anything but something practical what would you say? So I'm going to start off with saying Bismillah. Okay. Um, and what does Bismillah mean for anyone? It's that's in that's the it. name of the Lord, the
1: most merciful, the most beneficial. Beneficial? Yeah. Beneficial. Beneficial. Alhamdulillah. Um, it's just, you know, with business for me now, my only piece of advice is because I know um, the true meaning to life is to bow your head down five times, I'll be honest with you. I can't, like, there's nothing else I can say for business and that will make your business successful. I swear to you, because that structure it gives you, when you bow your head five times a day and you're on that path, there's nothing that takes you left or right. You can't go to drugs, you can't go to women, you can't fornicate, you can't go, you can't do anything. All you're focusing on is your business. And that, that, that power that you get from being focused makes you successful. That's what I know, because that's like, I'm married. Like, I'm straight. Like, I got my kids, I love everyone. I'm just on some I'm just on some superpower mode, and without those without that prayer, I, I was there was no superpower. I was light, I was easy, I was flying away. I was all oh, derailing, left, right, up, down, hit my boom, boom. Mm. Now it's just like just too focused. It's power. So the thing is, you know, that is my answer. I can't I can't tell you start work work hard, be focused, doing this because I of not know you're gonna derail. Mm. The first step is to be straight. That makes your business successful because if you're saying you're gonna be successful, but then you got an an addiction problem. You gotta stop that first. But the way to stop every single thing is by praying your five times um, salat a day. Because that five times, every single time, is a reminder. You remind yourself all day long. I gotta be good. I gotta be clean. I gotta be this. Oh, my intention, Oh, that was wrong. Okay, I'm gonna stop. That. I'm not gonna do that again. And you do it again. Oh, I'm gonna stop. I'm not gonna do it again. I'm not gonna do it again. Oh, please, please forgive me. Please forgive. Me. All of a sudden, you stop it because every time you remind yourself, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's not long till
0: the next time you have to remind it's, yourself. Yeah, because yeah. you
1: just keep, and you're like, I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty. I'm not gonna do it again. And all of a sudden, you stop it because you just can't do it. You're so guilty. About doing something, you just stop, and all of a sudden, you stop every single thing along your path. And then there's only one way, it's just up. And then, and that's when I feel that most successful people, that's when I find that certain people that are on this straight, it could be any religion, it's not even the, it's like anyone who's focused on that clean path can be super successful. So if you're not out there and you don't believe in Islam, no problem, just follow the same guidelines. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, as in maybe don't pray five times a day. I can't tell you to meditate five times a day. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, you know I can't tell you to. Um, I used to stay in a Buddhist temple, so I used to meditate. So I understand the concept of meditation. It's a strong, powerful mm. thing. If you can meditate five times a day for five, ten, fifteen minutes, five times a day, that's a superpower. Mm. As long as you're focused, and that would also elevate you. I'm not telling you. I can tell you to say do that, but I'm saying I believe
2: it will also help.
0: That's powerful advice, Adam. Thank you so much, man. This has huh. been a hell of a conversation. One of my favorites. I oh, mean, we, we've I been running it. for like that no, has. I don't, don't even know how long. How long has it been now? I Quite feel like, like two hours like, or something. Nearly ne- yeah. coming up to two hours now. That's One of our longest ones. So yeah, thank you so much, brother. Really, really appreciate you coming on. Really bless you to give us your time. Um, bro, where can people find you? So yeah, um, to pray for me first. That, of that all, one right over there. So guys,
1: everyone out there, um, if you want to follow Mr. Adam Abraham, you can do. But first and foremost, just pray for me if you can. And if not, then I'll pray for you. And that's about it. Because at the end of the day, I'm here for you and you're here for me. And we love each other. We're going to be all gone soon one day. And I just say, bless everyone. That's it. I salamu alaykum.
0: What an amazing way to end on that.
2: Dude, like, I, 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 I,
0: like, yeah. So much love, so much I respect, so much good love energy that. in the studio right now. Guys, if you enjoyed that, please do uh, subscribe, turn on post notifications. It will help us grow the channel, get more amazing guests like Adam. And uh, and if you're listening on Spotify, review, leave five stars. Anything you can do to help grow this channel really, really does mean a lot to us. So we really appreciate you. Um, but for now, Adam, thank you so much, brother. No, really appreciate you coming now, on. Thank, thank you. I appreciate pleasure. you. My man. Thank you so much and I appreciate you too. Yeah. Thank you so much. Coming on. Guys, Honestly. we'll see you in the next one.